Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back. This is the OIS Podcast. We'll talk a bit about vision correction today. I was visited by Peter Menziuso. Peter is the president of North America of Johnson & Johnson Vision Care. And uh, this is a part of J&J we haven't talked to very often. So I really appreciated the opportunity to catch up with Peter. And uh, what we, we talked about many things, and you'll hear in the podcast, overall, J&J is obviously committed to bringing disruptive technologies into the vision care business, but it's really seeking to ensure that it's done through proper medical channels, through the ODs. So in this conversation, talk about J&J's work on advocating for uh, regulations that will essentially assure that new prescriptions come through ODs, that new technologies that are that are beginning to disrupt healthcare, including telehealth, don't, uh, don't really marginalize the ODs. And uh, we'll also talk about J&J's move into online distribution of Vision Correction Tools itself last year acquired Sightbox, which is sort of an interesting subscription-based company or subscription-based effort that J&J is now working through. So lots of change on the Vision Correction side of things, and I'm really glad Peter took the time to uh, to revisit some things with us and to explain some things for me. So thanks, Peter Menziuso, for joining us. Before we get into this conversation, though, I did want to remind you that OIS at AO is happening. On October 25th, the day before, the night before specifically, we'll be having our OISX Gala. So you'll want to register for OIS at AAO if you'd like to attend the gala. If you if you do attend, you'll be able to attend AAO, OIS at AAO rather. You'll be able to attend the gala, but there will be a limited number of seats. So please don't wait too long. Go to OIS.net and uh, it's going to be a fantastic night. We're really grateful to all the support. You've given to OIS. This is our 10th OIS at AAO, and we would very much like you to celebrate with us. So go to OIS.net to register for OIS at AAO and sign up for the OIS X Gala, which is happening the night before. Now let's get into this conversation with Peter Menziuso. Well, Peter Menziuso, welcome to the podcast. Tom, thank you so much for having me today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. It's um, it's an interesting topic we're going to talk about. We haven't talked much about that side of Johnson Johnson. We've covered the the acquisition of of AMO, and I've had the opportunity to talk with Tom Frenzy and Joe Beretti. So I'm really happy to to have you on the podcast to, to tell us about your efforts there on the vision care side. But before I get into that, uh, I really wanted to just learn a little bit about you. Uh, how did you find your your way into eye care? This is a, a relatively new vertical for you, correct? I uh, I've had the pleasure of working for Johnson and Johnson my entire career. It started uh, in the pharmaceutical sector of our company, and then I moved over into our diabetes arm um, for the last ten years, and then have recently come into Johnson and Johnson Vision for over the last two. So I've had a, a very exciting opportunity to build a career with J and J and. What I will tell you, um, what has always stayed true to all of my assignments is the focus point of what we do is, is beginning and ending with patient health. And what I can say 
coming into Johnson and Johnson vision, it's, it's incredibly exciting. We're a company with a lot of firsts in 1987. We were the first company to introduce the first disposable contact lenses. And that led us to become a global leader in the family of AccuView brand contact lenses, which has absolutely inspired us to continue to bring new technologies with the highest quality standard that you would expect of Johnson and Johnson and also to ensure that we're innovating to, to meet unmet needs in the marketplace. And that's where we take the, the power of our R&D engine to, to continue to bring disruptive solutions to the marketplace. With that, I, I'd also say to you what's incredibly important to us, which also inspires me in the work that I do each and every day, whatever J&J business is, we want to make sure that we keep true to our, our promise to patients, which is supporting frameworks that promote, in this case, patient eye health and make sure that there's choice competition in the marketplace. But with that said, we want to preserve always that doctor-patient relationship in, in the category that we're in. So this is an exciting place for me to be in in the last two years. It's a, it's a very rich marketplace in the U.S. We are excited that where we stand as a market leader, we've also made strong commitments to expand our presence in eye health. And this is with Tier Science, with Sightbox, Abbott Medical Optics. And it's a really exciting journey for me that I look forward to, to future advancements of what we do in the spirit of, of patient outcomes and health. You touched a bit upon the uh, AMO acquisition in the uh, Tier Science acquisition, but we've talked a bit, as I said, about those acquisitions uh, from the other side. But how have, has the integration of those businesses uh, impacted uh, your side of uh, of the vision business? With us now expanding in a larger footprint in the space of eye health, what this is enabling us to do is we are now able to understand a, a, a person's journey with eye health from start to finish. And this is now getting just beyond, you know, even beyond kind of refraction, getting into the space of surgical issues, getting into um, bibomian gland dysfunction, looking at ocular surface disease. What, what we are doing now and how this is influencing the space that I lead is we are now positioning ourselves as a leader in eye health and where we are saying to doctors, you have always been practicing comprehensive eye health, we're now better matching what you do each and every day by bringing you solutions along this continuum of a journey that also what we enable as a company is we're going to gain a lot more insights on this path that a patient takes in eye health and continue to rethink ways to go to market, continue new innovation. And and that has been something that absolutely has changed the way that my team is, is working with the OD community, is positioning ourselves now as a, a leader in the space of eye health. How has your relationship with the uh, OD community changed? We're, we've obviously been uh, focusing more time on, on that specialty. We're seeing ODs take on more and more uh, roles in, in eye care, things that the ophthalmologists either can't or, or won't do anymore. Uh, but how has Johnson Johnson's relationship with the ODs changed? What I would say is I don't think the role that the relationship that we have with ODs has, has changed. I think what it, because again, everything that we do, these are medical devices. These are class two, class three medical devices that must have the supervision of an OD in, you know, properly diagnosing uh, what is best for patients. What is, 
What has changed is really we're continuing to strengthen our relationship with the OD community. Um, we feel that our most important job is to deliver disruptive, innovative technologies to the OD community and, and eye care professionals overall so that they can make the very best therapeutic choices for their patients on, on unique and individual basis um, of, that they see. So I, I will tell you, for us, there's not really a change. There's a lean-in. There's making sure that we're giving them the solutions. The other piece I would say is we're also working to ensure that there's a regulatory framework that protects that doctor-patient relationship that the OD can go do exactly what they need to do, meet patients, conduct a comprehensive eye exam, understand through physiology and anatomy of the eye what their patients needs that they can you know, prescribe exactly what's necessary. So for us, it's a lean in and it's something that we're going to continue to lean in. Um, we see the OD as a as, a, as an incredibly important partner who we are in service to as they are then in service to the patient ultimately. Let's talk a bit about those lobbying efforts. Uh, is the, the primary um, the vehicle that you're, you're working through, is it the uh, proposed changes to the contact lens rule? And, and can you perhaps bring us all up to speed on, uh, on what exactly is being discussed, what the contact lens rule is, and, and uh, what the proposed changes are? So we absolutely support a regulatory framework that is going to continue to promote patient eye health and safety alongside an environment where there is choice and competition. It is really, really important that um, we have an active voice in this space. The contact lens rule is focused on increasing competition, access for promoting consumers' ability to shop uh, around where they're buying their lenses. It also it highlights the importance of routine vision care. However, the marketplace is changing. And since the rule is implemented, the way that consumers are consuming, consuming product has changed, et cetera. So what I will say is we're working very closely with the commission to make sure there's a thriving category. But what we want to make sure is that there still is a preservation of the prohibition on substitution of contact lenses. We want to make sure that there is the maintaining of the rules minimum one-year contact lens expiration date to ensure that patients are getting back into practices on an annual basis for proper oversight of their eye health. And we also want to make sure that there is competition coming into the marketplace to continue to meet unmet needs that we know patients are, are declaring. So, you know, again, um, the rule is a very important rule to guide the right behavior within the category, but fundamentally in the end, it's to promote um, patient health and safety for an environment that's going to improve outcomes. What sparked the need uh, for these proposed changes? What uh, was it an effort from, uh, from someone outside with new technology or was it uh, something that uh, industry brought on itself? It is a, uh, a rule that is reviewed on a 10-year basis. So it is, it is that timing right now where it's being re-reviewed um, on the anniversary of a 10-year uh, clock. All right, we're going to take a quick break from this conversation with Peter Menziuso to remind you again that OIS at AO is happening on October 25th in Chicago. Go to OIS.net to register so you'll be uh, able to attend our 10th OIS at AO, but also to attend the OIS X Gala, which is happening the night before. A limited number of attendees to OIS at AO will be able to attend the gala. 
there'll be a lot. So, but uh, you don't want to wait too long. You want to make sure you're in the room. It's going to be a great celebration of the ophthalmology community. And we're asking you to uh, nominate your peers for awards at OISX. So go to OIS.net to uh, register for OIS at AAO. And while you're there, hit the Gala Plus button up at the top. You have until really October, excuse me, August 22nd to uh, to nominate your peers. It's uh, The deadline is here. If you haven't done it already, you only have uh, a short amount of time to get it done. So please go to OIS.net to sign up for OIS at AAO and uh, to get your spot at the OISX Gala. But uh, if you want to make nominations, you got to do it right away. So now let's get back into this conversation with Peter Menziuso. So this is, have and you obviously weren't with Division Care Entity before, so you, this is your, your first go around with this. So is there, with the advent of, uh, of telehealth technologies, uh, is there more pressure on, the, I guess, the definition of, of a contact lens on, on the requirement to see a, a physician to get a, a patient, I'm sorry, to get a prescription renewal? Because we're obviously seeing some efforts from at least one telehealth company to... Uh, to give patients um, the ability to renew a contact lens, or excuse me, renew a prescription uh, on their own using their cell phone. Is, is this, I guess my question is, is, is the advent of new technology, telehealth technology, making this relationship uh, something that really needs to be, really needs to uh, have more attention on, and really, and the rules really need to be uh, written uh, more tightly so care is, is not disrupted by these new technologies? We actually support the uh, the use of health technology to advance care in the space of eye health. And where health technology can replicate an in-person comprehensive eye exam, that is something we should be mindful of. Because, again, there is a lot of opportunity for, for more patients to get care from doctors. So um, health technology could be quite interesting when it is able to match a comprehensive eye exam. Now, health technology to where it stands today is not there yet. Um, what I will say to you, what's very important is when a doctor is, is going through a comprehensive eye exam and they're understanding the anatomy and the physiology of the eye, they're making a very, very distinct choice of which contact lens is best for the patient. And what is important to understand is contact lenses are not Really interchangeable. Each brand is designed with its own proprietary way, which is a combination of materials and design properties that suit an individual's eye, physiology, anatomy, lifestyle, um, very particular to that patient. So what I will say to you is as technologies are coming in, um, when they match a comprehensive eye exam, an in-person exam, um, that can advance care. But what's very important is that what a doctor chooses from a brand point of view uh, is honored um, in these technologies. So how does this present itself over the next couple of years? I mean, do you see, does someone like J&J come out with a, a telehealth opportunity? Do, are we close? You said we're not quite there yet. Are we close to getting those uh, those systems in place that would allow for more remote uh, prescribing? Um, and, and how do, how would you, I guess, match the, uh, the needs of the patient with, uh, with the lenses that, that suit them, suit them best? How close are we, I guess, to that, to that happening? What I would say to you is we, as, we absolutely at Johnson and Johnson have looked at the current 
landscapes in which, you know, patients are are wanting to engage with healthcare providers and the way that consumers want to think about consuming goods. So I think Sitebox is a really interesting example for us. Sitebox is a, a tool that helps patients connect with eye care professionals for a comprehensive eye exam, but also matches the serving the, 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 the serving need of the growing consumer for a preference for more convenient ways to access eye health services and products. So I think Sitebox is addressing the growing consumer prevent, uh, preference for convenient access to eye health information and also contact lens purchasing options but we also know that it's contributing to patient retention and growth in the contact lens category. I think this is a really interesting example of how we can use technology in a different way to uh, enable more access to care for those that are probably not getting into practices. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting approach. So how do you typically work with the ODs to, uh, to make your, your lenses available to them? Um, this is, uh, I'm, I'm a glass, uh, I wear eyeglasses. I have family members that wear contacts, so I'm not completely unfamiliar with the process, but what is your relationship with the ODs to ensure that, that your, your lenses are, uh, available to, to, to their patients? Do they, uh, have a set contract with you or is it just that they're familiar with your brands and, uh, and that they make them available when the patient has the needs that your, um, your lenses can, can meet? So fundamentally, we want to make sure that we are serving doctors wherever they're choosing to practice, whether it's a doctor that chooses to practice in an independent outlet or somebody who practices within a retail outlet. We want to make sure that, that doctors are aware of our family of solutions that we have within Johnson & Johnson Vision. And that awareness is um, created through, uh, you know, a leading sales force that is um, making sure they're understanding the needs of the doctor, um, making sure that we are equipping, equipping the uh, teams that we have presenting to doctors, educational materials, clinical support, supporting their staff. Um, but again, we want to make sure that we are promoting our clinical differentiation of solutions to doctors wherever they're practicing. And then to the point about where consumers are buying products, we want to make sure that where a consumer is shopping, our product is also available, that they can access um, contact lenses uh, in whatever outlet they choose to, to purchase. But um, it is very important that, you know, we as a market leader are connecting with the eye care professionals that are prescribing our brands and keeping them up to date on our clinical advantages, our education materials, listening to their needs and staying very connected in a, in a, a close consultative type relationship. And, and how does, Insightbox is an interesting introdu introduction to the conversation. How does that sort of fit into, into maintaining that relationship? What, tell us a little bit more about Sightbox. Uh, you acquired it last year, I believe. How does it uh, augment your relationship with, with ODs? So Sightbox is a really interesting model that is, is helping Johnson & Johnson learn about this new trend of, of the way consumers want to engage with products and brands. And we did a, a sweep of these almost concierge-type services uh, in the marketplace. And what was very attractive for us with Sitebox was Sitebox was a service or a model that kept the doctor at the center of care. 
So specifically what Sitebox does is it helps online users find an eye care professional near them. Sitebox will then schedule an appointment for a comprehensive eye exam for the patient, which will include contact lens evaluation. And then Sitebox will fulfill the contact lens prescription to that patient. But the benefit of Sitebox is it will also facilitate the patient to come back to the OD on a regularly scheduled basis. So it is, it is a, it's a new way for us to bring those that most likely have not seen an eye care professional into a practice for a comprehensive eye exam. It's also important to understand that Sitebox is brand agnostic and it provides access to any FDA approved contact lens that can be prescribed by a doctor. So we're also making sure that we are allowing the doctor to make you know, the very best choice of brands based on their therapeutic choice that they they determine. Interesting. And, and it's a subscription-based model, which we're seeing a lot more of in healthcare as well. Uh, what, are the, what are the benefits of, of that? It's $39 a month uh, for, I guess, for the examination and the supply of contact lenses? It being a subscription-based model keeps a relationship with the patient. It absolutely allows, you know, consistent communication points through the home delivery of product that the patient stays engaged with contact lenses in between visits with the eye care professional with the OD. So it's, it's almost an ongoing relationship that it creates. And then Sightbox will drive that patient back into uh, the practice for, you know, continuous ongoing exams but it is a way that um, through the home delivery of lenses that we can stay more connected to those that are using um, contact lenses, whatever brand, you know, they choose. So even though you, you own Sightbox, uh, you, and you've said this, but I'm just asking the question, other brands, other makers of contact lenses are able to supply their, have their um, contact lenses delivered through a Sightbox subscription? Most definitely. Again, Sightbox is brand agnostic. Mm-hmm. And it, it provides access to any FDA-approved contact lens that a doctor would prescribe. That's very cool. So are there other uh, sorts of uh, approaches like these that uh, J&J is looking at either developing internally or, or perhaps uh, acquiring? Because we're certainly seeing, again, a rise of subscription-based models, subscri- a rise of telehealth models. Uh, are, are, is this an area that you're looking to become more involved in? J&J is going to consistently look at that patient journey in eye care and in eye health. And we know that there's unmet needs in the marketplace. And what I would share with you is um, really a motivator that is going to make us continuously innovate, partner, acquire. The motivator being that, you know, 50% of the world right now is in need of vision correction, yet only 10% are being treated. And what is absolutely on the rise is myopia, presbyopia, dry eye, cataracts, glaucoma, um, for example, and eye health holds a really key role in overall health that through the eye, many illnesses can be uh, detected, whether it be cardiovascular, diabetes, even cancer. So for us as Johnson & Johnson Vision, that's incredible motivation to think about what new products need to be invented and delivered, what new services need to be created, what's better ways that we stay engaged with doctors and with patients, because there's so much need 
in the marketplace. And um, that is what's incredibly empowering for us to continue to, you know, since 2017, it's amazing how we've expanded our offerings in iHealth. And I will say to you, that is, that is the start uh, of where we need to be in the space of iHealth. And I look forward to, you know, what's more to come. Absolutely. A lot, lots of exciting technologies coming down, uh, coming down the pike. Just finally, we, we started talking about the, uh, the FTC and the contact lens rule. So where do we go from here? What, which, what should we be watching out for? Uh, is, are there other opportunities for people to become involved? And, and when will we ultimately see some sort of decision? What I would say is we need to make sure that the rules that the FTC has put in place today are enforced. So before any change is made, I think what's incredibly important is that that the rules that the FTC has established with the contact lens uh, rule is enforced. And that gets back to the preservation of prohibition against the substitution of contact lenses or instilling that the minimum year, one year contract lens expiration date is, is supported. And there is a recognition that a lens is not a lens is not a lens that there's not brand interchangeability. So what I would say to you is um, what we should expect is, or, or request is that the FTC adhere to the rules that exist today. Now, there is ways that we are asking for doctors to get engaged. Um, one thing you would expect of a J&J company is we are very much taking our point of view in partnership with, with associations, et cetera, but we're talking to state and federal legislators, regulatory agencies on a regular basis. And there is ways that doctors can get engaged to make sure that their voice is is heard. So I would um, just reach out and, and really encourage the OD community to write to their legislators, to engage on their perspective of the preservation of the doctor-patient relationship, and uh, you know really help support why they choose to clinically practice in the space of, of eye health. And finally, Peter, we talked about what ODs are able to do. Is, is there something patients uh, can do to get involved? Are there uh, organizations that they should know about? You know, Tom, both patients and doctors can get involved in promoting an environment where patient health and safety with choice and competition is, is supported. So we are really proud. We are a founding member of the Healthcare Alliance for Patient Safety. This is an advocacy group that promotes safe access to contact lenses and emphasizes the importance of regular eye exams. Your listeners can learn more about this alliance at www.patientssafetytoday.com. And where consumers or, or patients can get involved is through awareness of the importance of an annual eye exam. And we're also a leading supporter of Think About Your Eyes. This is a proven public awareness campaign that drives more people to seek annual eye exams. And some of the data that we have is this campaign drove 1.7 million more people into an OD's practice for a comprehensive eye exam last year. Your listeners can learn more about that at www.thinkaboutyoureyes.com. So both doctors and patients can get involved. And this is where I also say 
take time to talk to your state and federal legislators, talk about the importance of eye health. Um, a doctor can talk about what their, their uh, you know, exam flow consists of, the importance of a proper you know, front and back of the eye examination, all within the outcome of driving greater patient outcomes and overall eye health. Awesome. Great. Well, that's a, a lot to consider, and we appreciate your taking uh, some time today to uh, get us up to date. Well, Tom, thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate your time today as well. All right, well, that's a wrap. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the OIS podcast. Once again, if you wouldn't mind helping me out, tell your friends about the podcast. It means a lot. Subscribe to the podcast. We'll send these future podcasts directly to your listening device. Finally, reach out to me. My email is tom at healthag.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters E-G-Y.com. Healthag is the producer of the OIS podcast and the great OIS events, including our 10th OIS at AAO. It's happening on October 25th. Go to ois.net to register. It's going to be another great OIS. And if you register soon, you'll be able to attend the OIS X Gala, which is happening the night before. I really want to celebrate this milestone with you. So please make sure you register for OIS at AAO soon. So we'll see you there at OIS X in Chicago.